This is the SETN Podcast with Chris Goforth and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area. The SETN Podcast. SETN Preps, Chris Goforth, Chandler Morrison, glad to have you with us. It is almost football season. We are getting very, very close. Chandler, by the time folks hear these interviews that we've got lined up today, pads will be popping all across the area, and I am looking forward to it. we got the Jamboree coming up just a couple of weeks, and then, hey, the uh, the regular season is here. A little bit of a new look this year. We've got some new coaches. Uh, we've got some old coaches in some new places. And we've got some new regions this year as well. So there's a, there's a lot to get caught up on with high school football. Yeah, the learning curve this summer, even for us, Chris, is a little, little steep, a little steeper than we're used to uh, at this time of the year. I'm excited, though, man. I think uh, here's what I like about it, um, these new regions. It feels like, to me anyway, that we've got more. Look, I like the fact that, Red Bank and Saudi are back in the same region again. You know, I think that's a great that that's a great rivalry that that needs to happen. And the fact that it's going to be a a region game makes it a little more important. Um, I like that. I kind of like the way some of these regions have been um, they've been laid out for a lot of our for a lot of our teams. So I think it's a good thing, and uh, look forward to getting this season underway. Yeah, I can't wait to see how these new 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 regions pop out and uh, how teams compete in them because I think this is going to be interesting. And like you said, I think they work out. I think they're they look good. They pass the eye test. We'll see how they do once we get into the season, Chris. All right. Well, as we always do here on SETN Preps, we always kick off our uh, conversations with coaches. Normally, we do this much earlier in the summer. We hadn't been, we weren't able to do it early this summer for a variety of reasons. So we are back and we are on track and we are going to be rolling with the podcast now. I guess we're kicking off. This is this begins season what for us, Chandler? Is this three or four? I think this is four, Chris. Oh my gosh. We've made it this long. We're over 100 episodes in. If you go back, you can check out our archive. Uh, you want to go back and hear some of these coaches and what they had to say last year, do it um, because it's all there. Again, we've been doing this for a while now. And we appreciate those of you that uh, join us uh, every week, and we welcome those of you that may be joining us for the first time. Grant Reynolds, the head coach at East Hamilton, he is always the first guy that we talked to. It's just It just kind of happened that first year we started interviewing coaches that Grant was the first coach that we did, and so we have always kind of kept him as, as the first one to kind of kick off our conversation with coaches. So we're going to start with uh, Grant Reynolds from East Hamilton, and then we'll visit with a guy that will make his first ever appearance on SETN Preps, and that is uh, Josh Payne, the head coach at uh, Lookout Valley. So looking for a lot of things going on around the Lookout Valley program, both on the field and off the field. Coach Payne's going to tell you about that coming up in a few minutes. So really looking forward to being able to chat with him. But let's kick things off as we do every year to lead us off here as we get set for football season. We visit with the head football coach of the East Hamilton Hurricanes, Grant Coach, look, we it, 
this is tradition now. We always start our conversations with the coaches every year with you. So we had to keep uh, tradition and, and start our first conversation uh, with you. Bring us up to date a little bit on what you guys have been doing this summer. Uh, tell me about seven-on-sevens you guys have been doing. I know you're breaking in a new quarterback. So uh, a little bit about how this uh, this summer has gone for you. It's gone really well. Um, we've been working the weight room four days a week, about three and a half hours a day, um, doing a little practice out on the field too, and uh, uh, trying to uh, you know just find the right parts that you have to have to have a, a successful team. Um, we've had probably seven or eight different uh, opportunities to participate in seven on seven, and uh, you know the kids have done a good job competing. Looking for you know those those things you, you're, you're working on is just like timing with your receivers and uh, communication with your DBs and uh, just the kids playing together. So it's been a very productive summer. So you lose Haynes Eller, your quarterback, the last couple of years, uh, who I, I thought he did a I thought he did a great job for you guys. Now you've got a you got to turn it over to a guy that I thought might have been your best athlete these last couple of years in uh, Jeremiah Flemings who will take over at quarterback. Uh, he doesn't you – know, you tell me if I'm wrong. He doesn't have that big arm that, that Haynes Eller had. He's a, he's a completely different type of quarterback. What does he give you at that position? Uh, very athletic. Uh, you know, he's um, he, he runs about a 4 five forty. so the speed back there is going to be a, a difference maker, you know, as far as we're concerned. Uh, he, he throws the ball well. Uh, he's gotten a lot better at that this summer. Uh, our offensive coordinator, Coach Liner, has been working with him on his, his mechanics there, and he's uh, very coachable, and he's done a good job of improving that. You know, uh, we, we think if we can just complete enough passes each half, you know, to keep the defense off of us, uh, we'll have a chance with, with him running the football. Tell us a little bit about who else you've got offensively. Give us some names we need to know. Well, Juan Bullard, uh, our, our tailback, you know, is coming off a great year last year. He ran for over 1,700 yards. Uh, Kanye Bergens, uh, outside receiver for us. It'll be a senior this year, you know, three-year starter for us. Um, you know, he had a, a great game last year in the first playoff win that we had against uh, – uh, Sullivan South there with over 300 yards receiving. Uh, he's back, and and so those those guys right there, you know, we're looking for for big things from them. When you talk about breaking in a, a new quarterback, did that make the seven on seven stuff you did this summer? Did that make it maybe a little more important, if for no other reason, just to give him reps and and get him used to you know reading a secondary and stuff like that? Yeah, I think for confidence purposes, you know, and just work on timing with his receivers, it was something, uh, you know, big, you know, for him. And uh, going forward, it's going to pay dividends. Not, you know, you're not going to see us throw it 39, 40 times a game like we did with Haynes Eller, but it's a different team and different style offense, you know, with Jeremiah back there that still has a lot of, a lot of big play capabilities. That's the joy of being a high school coach, isn't it? Is it's, Every team is a little bit different, and I know I, you've done it many times over your career where you kind of got to go back to the drawing board every every winter and go, okay, what can we do well with this group? And then you tailor everything around that, don't you? That's right. You know, and you kind of have your base philosophy of what you want to do, and then, and then you know, it's got to be specific to the 
type of athlete, the type of kids that you have, and uh, put them in the best possible position to be successful, and that's what we're trying to do. I know you got a heck of a uh, staff over there. Who's going to call your offense this year? Well, Patrick Liner's been our offense coordinator for the last three years. I brought him in with me when uh, when I took the job in 19, and so you know he'll continue to do that. He's done a great job with that. I brought back a, um, a former Boy Buchanan player, Henry Woodard, uh, is on staff with us now. He's our strength conditioning coach and also coaches wide receivers um, on that side of the ball. So he's he's in there working hard. And also Gary Murray, you know, the uh, former head football coach at Hickson is our offensive line coach. So that side of the ball, we've got a very capable staff. Now, I know, it, look, i got to ask, uh, because it was the story there for a couple of weeks, uh, Wayne Turner joined your staff after he – decided to uh, to step down at, at Tyner. How did that come about, the relationship with you guys? I know it goes back a ways, but how did that come about, the opportunity of, of him coming over to East Hamilton and, and helping you out? Coach Turner um, actually contacted me late uh, January, maybe early February, and uh, wanted to know if I have, had an opportunity you know, for an opening there on our staff, and uh, he would be interested in and coming to coach with us and uh he you know he kind of had some other offers around the city so i was really honored uh you know that he really wanted to be with us and uh just so happened we did and, uh, he he's on board now coaching our linebackers for us doing a great job brought one of his assistants that he had at tyner jackie buttram who's been with him for a long time and jackie's come on and he's coaching our running backs so uh you know, not only do we get the great coach and Wayne Turner, we also got Jackie as well. And uh, well, they've, they've really adapted to what we're doing, and the kids love both of those guys. He seems like just from what I have seen from him uh, over the course of the spring at least, he seemed like he was really enjoying football being at East Hamilton. Yeah, he, he is. And, uh, you know, not – not having to be the, the out front guy, you know, anymore and, and uh, dealing with all the uh, politics of being a head football coach, uh, I think it's freed him up to do what his his love is. That's the coach and, and love on the kids. And uh, he's really come into that role in a, in a great way for us. Now, are you taking over the defense? Are you going to call the defense? I am. I'm the defensive uh, coordinator now. So, uh, Myself and uh, Coach Turner and Gerald Jones and another former Tyner uh, player that played for Coach Turner over there. Gerald's our defensive back coach, and um, also got Rob Walters, one of my former players that that's working on staff for us on defense. So uh, very capable staff too on, on that side of the ball uh, as well. And uh, we've we've installed our our defense like we used to have back in the days at Boy Buchanan down at Madison Academy and. Uh, Kids have responded well to, to that, and um, I look forward to watching them execute. Chandler, you got anything for Coach? Yeah, Coach, you know, you're going into this season, new region, kind of mixing up. You know, you don't have, um, you know, Anderson County in there, but you get Saudi Daisy and Red Bank. Do you feel like this, this region is tougher and more competitive than it was even with Anderson County in the past few years? I think, you know, Anderson County uh, kind of had their own type deal there. But, uh, yeah, definitely Red Bank. I mean, Red Bank's kind of the measuring stick now because they've, uh, they've been the furthest of, of any public school team in the city for the past few years. So uh, 
that's what uh, you kind of have to gauge your success off of. So that'll be, uh, be a team to beat, you know, coming into our region. Uh, we've been close the last couple of years, but close doesn't really count for anything. So, uh, you know, we're going to continue to work hard to get to that level where we can, uh, you know, we can play with them and, and compete well with Red Bank. How did the change in the region alignments, how did that affect your scheduling? Did you, uh, were you able to, did it make it easier to schedule non-conference or did you end up having to go out and find a few more non-region games? Yeah, I mean, we were going to find some non-region games anyway, so it, it was about the same amount, um, you know, because we lost Anderson, but we also, you know, brought in Red Bank and, and Saudi. So um, we uh, it made it kind of tricky because one of the open weeks we had was a region week for a lot of people in Tennessee. So we dipped down in the great state of Alabama, and we got a team out of Tuscaloosa, and we're going to play Paul W. Bryant High School Um down there about the middle of the season, which would be a good trip for us and great, great competition. So we're looking forward to that. And then we also picked up Portland, Tennessee, uh, which is up above Nashville, 5A program there. And then later in the year, we got McMinn County, the Cherokees coming uh, over to uh, East Hamilton. So really tough non-region schedule uh, to go along with that that tough region schedule. It's not often you find a, you find a high school that's named after a football coach, right? Yeah, yeah it was funny. I was there. I was telling my kids, our, our our players, you know, who we were playing, and I mentioned we we're playing Paul W. Bryant, and they were like, "Where's that located?" I'm like, "Well, where do you think?" You know, <laughs> it's named after Paul W. Bryant. Are they the so, Bears? I'm so disappointed the if their nickname isn't the Bears. <laughs> I can't recollect right now, Chris, going through my mind, but. Uh, I thought it was funny that 16, 17-year-old kids didn't know who Paul W. Bryant was. But anyway, you should uh, you should show them the Junction Boys. They'll be uh, they'll be glad they've got you as a head coach if they, after they watch <laughs> yeah. that movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Might ought to do. Coach, I look forward to seeing you guys uh, <laughs> later on this year. Best of luck to you. You you put the pads on, and then uh, the next thing we know, it's going to be jamboree time, and then week one. So it's going to be here before we know it. Yeah, it'll go it'll go really fast now, and uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you guys and what you guys do for high school football. Thanks to Coach Grant Reynolds for giving us some time and hearing a little bit about his East Hamilton Hurricanes. Now we're going to head down to Tiftonia and a 1A program in Lookout Valley and joining us for the first time. Glad to have Coach Payne from uh, Lookout Valley spend some time with us here on SETN Prep. Coach, before we get to talking about stuff that's uh, happening on the field with you guys, I want to talk a little bit about some off-the-field stuff. I know uh, you guys have, have worked hard during the off-season and, and through the spring and, and kind of redoing the field house at Lookout Valley. I look forward to seeing it in person. It looks great in the photos. Tell us about it. Uh, you know, this field house has been around since probably the 70s, and uh, they had actually – the guy, the coaches before I got here had spent some time trying to improve it and clean it out and make some upgrades. And then not long after I got here, the Hamilton County Department of Education came in and decided to get, make sure we had handicap accessible new bathrooms. They built brand new bathrooms in between our uh, stadium 
in the concession stand. And then after that first season, they came in and gutted the entire um, field house and took the new the roof off. The only thing that's still here that was hit was here in the very beginning was the exterior walls. So they gutted everything, new roofs. They added a 25-foot addition out back plus a, um, a, a mower storage room and paint room. Uh, so, and everything inside has been reworked, new HVAC. Um, it's, it's, it's tremendous upgrades from where it was. It's been a long time coming from when I was told before I got here. And it's definitely one of the nicest ones I've been around. Have your kids, they, they've seen it by now, right? Oh yeah. We've been, we've been in here working out because it was, we did like a soft opening, um, a few, like at the end of May, at the end of school year. But we were actually clear to get in here and start working out around the end of January, beginning of February. So we've been in here working out since then. Now, we started working out before the actual locker room was totally done. They still had some more, a couple of things they still had to finish, uh, painting the lockers and some of the stuff like that. Uh, but per, but all the once all the codes have been checked, it was clear that we occupied, even though they still had to finish up painting some door frames and stuff like that. We've been in here lifting ever since. You kids got to be excited about that. Oh, yes. It's, it's a, from where it was, where it is now, it's great. It's a great thing. And we were excited to have a weight room back this for about the last, since uh, November 2019 until this February, we didn't have access to a weight room at all. Wow. Um, so we kind of used, we had some kettlebells that we used from the baseball field and med balls and bands and had to be creative on how we got any kind of lifting in. Um, so we've, we've made some big strides. We're not where we need to be yet, but we've made some big strides in the weight room this past few months. Look, we, we can't talk about Lookout Valley and, and I not ask about the numbers. That's always been a question mark uh, going back for a long time now. You're a small single-A school uh, what are your numbers like uh, headed into fall camp? You know, heading into tomorrow with full pads coming up tomorrow, we're sitting around 22 kids that we've been consistently um, counting on this summer um, that have been coming to workouts, maybe not all on the same day, but for the most part, we're sitting right 21, 22 kids. Now, there's other kids that have, you know, said they were going to come out and play, and we just haven't seen them all summer. Um, and that makes it really hard to hold them to a standard when all these other kids have been doing what they need to do. But we still need numbers to play. But we've got – we're going to have around around 22 that I know for sure right now I feel good about. Um, we might, you know, never fails every now and then. Somebody moves to the valley right about time school starts. So we might have a couple more stragglers come out in the next couple weeks. Um, but if not, I feel good about the kids we got. They've been working hard. Uh, we're conditioning them to get ready to play Ironman football, and you know we're going we're gonna to roll out there. And we have a thing here that we're all we got and we're all we need. So our kids have really bought into that that idea. And uh, you know we just in general the school is so small. Um, you know I think I asked one of the counselors the other day. I think there's around 178, 179 kids, 100 maybe 187. I might have got the numbers mixed up, but uh, there's less than 190 kids. In the high school, so you half that, you know, there's probably 95 boys. Well, 25% of the population would be, you know, about where we're at, and that's not a bad number as far as percentage-wise, but 
they've been doing some other things to try to get more kids enrolled in school. I mean, there's they've been really making strides to improve academics and get more AP dual enrollment type classes. You know, getting more STEM engineering type classes in the high school. Um, and we so we've got future ready institutes that they're trying to promote just to get more kids in general at the school. Um, and I think we're actually the only high school, but it's um, there's a couple of the middle schools that have low enrollment too. But we're actually, I think, the only high school that is truly open enrollment to anybody who lives in Hamilton County. But they don't have buses for that. Um, but they do have buses for the future ready programs uh, for kids that choose to have the school choice and come here. Um, but the open enrollment is just is anybody that lives in the county is able to come to school here, but they have to provide their own transportation. Um, but that's some of the things they're trying to do to get more kids out of school, which in turn hopefully will, you know, increase our percentages and get more kids out on the football team. What do you sell kids on when they come to you and say, Coach, I want to play football? What's your or Coach, I'm thinking about playing football. What do you sell them on? I tell them there's nothing else like a Friday night. You know, I've coached, I've coached, and I'm actually the head baseball coach right now as well. And you know, I, when I we took over a couple of years ago with Coach Roberts, a signal we we got a bunch of kids to come out our second year that have been playing football or had been playing football, but they've been playing basketball and baseball. And you know, the baseball team have been to the state tournament. And the basketball team the year before have been to the sub state. And uh, the, the following year, we kept telling the guys that were kind of nervous about the first game that you know they were like, well, you know, you've been in big time games, you've been in big time situations, just relax play ball it's not gonna be it ain't gonna be that big a deal and then we went and played east hamilton that first year and that first game they said sorry coaches we love y'all but y'all are completely full of it because this was this was <laughs> upstate in, in basketball and state tournament baseball was nothing like a regular friday night game you know that environment there was nothing like it and uh so that's kind of the, the environment of what this game provides for kids is you know Hard for kids to see it at first, but you sell them on Friday nights. You know, just everything builds Friday night. You know, to go through and play in one game, you know, they're hooked. Because um, there's nothing else like it. You mentioned your time at, at Signal Mountain. You were there for a little while. Uh, you were a coordinator there, right? Uh, yes. The last two years, I was the defensive coordinator with Coach Roberts. The two years before, under with uh, Coach Wise. Barry Lowell was a defensive coordinator, but I coached offensive and defensive line, and I helped Barry on the defensive side a lot, but he was the defensive coordinator. Uh, and then the, my first year up there was Bill Price's last year, and I coached the defensive line with him. What was it about the Lookout Valley job and, and the idea of being a head coach there that, that attracted you to want to make the move to Tiftonia? Well, you know, I've, had a, I've got a lot of connections to the to the Valley. My, all my family grew up out here. Um, everybody, my immediate family went to school here. I kind of grew up out here, but I went to East Ridge. That's where my mom's family was kind of – my mom was from Lakeview, so that was kind of a happy medium. Um, but, you know, I knew, I knew numbers were going to be a challenge. Small schools that deal with problems that nobody else has a clue about, and I didn't have a clue about until I got here. But I was really excited about the challenge. You know, I thought, I felt like there's something that could be like a, a, the hidden gem of Chattanooga. Because, um, I mean, small schools, you got small numbers, but, you know, it don't, you don't need to have 70 kids to go out there and be real successful in single A because not, not ever, ever, most people don't have 70 kids in single A. Um, so I felt like, you know, it's an opportunity to do something special. And 
um, I feel like these, you know, it's a chance to make an impact on these kids down here's live and uh, do some things I've learned from the other coaches that I've worked for in the past. Um, you know, Coach Roberts, Coach Wise, Coach Price, uh, Tracy Malone at East Ridge, and even uh, Mike Martin. So I've worked with a bunch of people, and I felt like I had learned a lot, and I was ready to take the challenge and try to put Lookout Valley football on the map. Chandler, you got anything for Coach? Yeah, Coach, you know, you know, being in a 1A school, you can't really play down. Um, how creative do you have to get with, with coming up with a with a competitive schedule for your for your team? You know, I mean, you, you know, not to sound like a knock on anybody, but you try to find, you know, we have to travel a lot because there ain't no other single-A teams that are close to us. If they are close to us, we already play them. So, you know, we either have to travel two, two and a half hours to find another single-A team or you end up playing a, uh, a small private school or – um, around Chattanooga, or you play a three or four A school, and you ain't no good matchup, and it's not what's good for your kids. So we end up, you know, I, I search for any one, two, or three A school that doesn't seem like they're a perennial district champion every single year. Um, you know, we've got a couple of single A schools on the disc on the schedule this year. We've got a couple of two um, A schools and three A schools. They're a little bit of a drive, but they not a knock on their programs at all, but they haven't been going 9-1 and and 10-0 and the past couple years. So hopefully, and I've talked to, when I reached out to coaches, they kind of expressed they had similar numbers as us. So I try not to find anybody that, you know, schedule anybody that's got 50, 60 kids, you know, if I can't, if I don't, if I don't have to, you know. Some teams like in our district are going to have 50, 60 kids, and we ain't got a choice to play them. But, um, you know, community high school, we play week two. I was texting with their coach earlier, and number-wise, they're going to be pretty close to the same thing we're at. So even though I think they moved up to 3A ball, and they were, they used to be 2A, but um, they're similar in numbers to us and that, you know, that's all I can ask for. You guys we are good. travel a lot to find, find games where, you know, we're just not outmatched with the number of kids. You guys are going to be taking part in the, the uh, jamboree this year at uh, at Finley Stadium. Is that a is that a big deal still for kids in this town? I know twenty years ago, or you know twenty plus years ago, if you got a chance to go play at Finley Stadium and play on that turf, it was a big deal. Is it still that way? Do you do you sense a little excitement on your kids' part about uh, being able to be out there? I mean, I think so. Like, our kids are, you know, they don't, they don't, I don't know how to say this. They don't, something like that doesn't tend to just make them overly super excited. Uh, we got a different group of kids. I think, you know, they get pretty pumped up when their teammates go up on a max in a weight room. But if I tell them, hey, we're playing in the, the Jamboree at Finley instead of the one over in Whitwell this year, because that one, the Squatchy Valley one kind of dissipated, they're like, okay, cool, who are we playing? Let's get back to our workout. So, um, but I think in general, it, it still means something. It's still kind of a cool experience because not many people get to play in the college campus. Um, I do think since so many kids have done that, um, they've been doing this jamboree for a while. It maybe doesn't have the same luster that it did back when it first started, but I think still definitely it's something cool for the kids and very special. Um, a lot of our kids have played in Finley because a couple years ago before. 
Steel Creek had a field, we would have to play our – they would play their home games at Steel Creek. Uh, right. Well, tell me a little bit about the kids that you've got. How many starters are you bringing back? Let's let's talk offense here for a second. How many starters mm-hmm. are you going to bring back on your offense, and what's it going to look like? Uh, we're bringing back from last year's team, um, I believe, Um, I'm trying to think, count on top of my head. I think seven, seven on offense. You know, we were wing T last year, but with some of the guys that graduated, um, that's probably not going to suit us as well. So we're going to be more 21 personnel, kind of pro personnel um, offense. Now, what about on defense? Uh, defensively, we're going to be uh, a 4-3 Um General 4-3, quarters coverage type stuff, cover two, some other kind of things. Um, but, you know, we were 3-4 the past two years, but just with the type of kids we had, um, feel like a 4-3 fits us better. And that's the thing I noticed, you know, I'm very, I was very lucky to be exposed to a lot of different offenses and defensive schemes when I was the coaches I worked with because when I got here, I quickly realized, you know, you can't just have a system and think you're going to be able to have enough kids to find a guy that's going to be to fit what you're looking for every time. You know, some years wing team might fit what you got, what your kids are good at, and that's what you need to be in. And some years you might be to be 10 personnel spread, or some years you might need to be a 5-3, or the next year you might need to be a 3-4. But, you know, it's kind of you got to be flexible and try to find ways to do what your kids are good at doing and in single-A ball, in my opinion. Who's your leaders? So that's why we're adjusting what we're doing this year. Who's your leaders, Coach? Where's the leadership coming from? Uh, you know, our main leaders that we have, um, number one would be Evan Ferguson, senior receiver and defensive back. You need me to spell his name? Are you good? No, no, no. We're good. Okay. Um, Evan Ferguson, uh, you know, as far as our senior skill kid uh, leader, Jesse Addison will be our senior leader on the offensive line. Um, he's actually one of my cousins. And then um, as far as our as some of our other guys, Blake Ferguson, Evan's brother, is our junior quarterback and linebacker. Well, he's actually making a transition to safety. And then uh, Jacob Winchester, that's another junior running back, linebacker. Um those are our main, if I had to say just main four, I mean, I'm not sure how many you're looking for. Um, and those will be our main four leaders. Chandler? Upperclassmen. Chandler, you got, um, you, got a, you got some stuff for Coach? Yeah, you know, we, we talked about your schedule earlier and how, you know, you kind of have to struggle to kind of schedule people. You know, in – your region, you know, you got kind of, I wouldn't say a wide open region. I mean, I think we still got some, some key players in the same places, but it feels like it might be a little bit more competitive, you know, no big rider, you know, you got Copper Basin and Whitwell kind of trying to get back in, in the heat of things. How are you feeling about this region going into the season? I mean, I think it's still, you know, I'd say still South Pitt's going to be hard to beat uh, with the former players they got and Coach Jones is going to do a good job. And, yeah, could ride around there, but, you know, they still got a bunch of good players um, and a bunch of them. Um, so, I mean, I think it's still going to be hard to beat them, but I think, you know, I felt like last last year I think we had 18 seniors 
that graduated, but now Coach Price is going to be doing their offense over there. So I think they'll be a little better. Um, I think Sell Creek graduated. Quite a few kids are going to be a little young this year, but I know for sure they got a pretty good quarterback and a couple of good skill kids that I've, I remember from last year. And, you know, Copper Basin still got that pretty good running back they had and a few of their really good linemen, even though they lost the quarterback um, and a couple of the, a couple of linemen. So, I mean, I think it's maybe a little bit more competitive for us. But the biggest thing for us, not everybody else, is about us. We, in the past two years, you know, we've been really young. Two years ago, most of our first starters were freshmen and sophomores. And last year, most of our starters were sophomores and juniors. So we're finally getting a little bit older, even though we don't have a ton of kids out there. But at least they're getting a little more seasoned and a little more hair on the chest by the time they get out here to play this year. And I think it should be a lot more competitive and for us in games than it has been the past two years. You know, barring injuries and COVID starting all over again or something, because we had a lot of quarantines last year. Well, Coach, man, we appreciate. I know we've, uh, I don't know, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. It's the first time that we've had a chance to get you on. I look forward to having you back on with us again, man. But I really appreciate the time. Best of luck to the Yellow Jackets, and can't wait to see that new field house. Chandler, that is going to wrap it up for us here on SETN Preps. Well, good way to kick it off, man. We got a chance to talk with Coach Reynolds. Good to visit with him, as always, and uh, a chance to visit with Coach Payne as well. First time we've had a chance to talk to him. That's been long overdue, but glad to welcome him in, and uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk to both of those guys as we as we go through the year. Yeah, I think I think both these programs are off to a good start this season, and I think we'll be surprised by what we see of both these programs coming this season. Well, that's going to do it for us. Now, stick around. We're going to do uh, – we've got more podcasts coming your way. Right now, we will do uh, – we're just going to be talking to coaches for the next couple of weeks, leading you up to the best of preps jamboree. And then once that jamboree is in the books, then we go into game week and we'll give you a preview and a review every week just like we have done for the last four years so we kick it off today and glad to have you with us here on setn prep stick around we're talking to more coaches coming up later in the week we'll have another podcast for you on friday until then enjoy your week everybody and thanks for being with us on setn preps